Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of House Portlandia's podcast. We're a group of family and friends coming together to engage in what's often plain, ridiculous banter. That said, we invite you to grab a drink and sit back for the next hour or so and take in the topics of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Let's get to it. Hey guys, this is another uh, essentially filler episode, and um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that organizationally we're all very, very, very busy right now. Uh, that tends to happen for the end of the month, end of the quarter, um, for the type of work that we do as far as the organizations that we're associated with. Um, that said, it is the uh, it was the end of February um, and the start of March, and so. Yeah, we've been pretty busy over the last couple of weeks. There's been a lot going on again in our professional lives, but um, essentially I wanted to take this episode and actually do something with it instead of making it another just sort of, we'll see you next week when we weren't going to see you next week. Yay. Anyway, um, I figured uh, just by myself it would be easy to talk about something that was uh, going on with me personally rather than the whole group, but in a way that is still relevant to the podcast. And... Um, that was essentially that I would just talk about the evolution of the hardware in regards to the podcast. That may be a very uh, boring subject for many of you, so by all means tune out and um, next time that, that hopefully um, if we can all get together. We've been doing a lot of remote lately and that's not necessarily a good thing. Um, Essentially, it's uh, we have a remote session where uh, people still want the ability to join, but they just don't have the time to commute. Uh, of note, Stephanie and I live out in the middle of nowhere, essentially, especially in regards to or in relation to everybody else. So, um, I think the shortest uh, commute to us is still uh, about twenty minutes or so, but the longest is well over an hour. So, there's that. Anyway. Um, as far as the evolution of the hardware of the podcast, uh, since we've been doing the video, we've still been filming from the same device, and that is a GoPro Hero 6 Black. Um, I know it's probably, in fact, I know it's not probably, it just isn't the best um, recording device. That is just uh, something that I had available to me. It was, you know, I had already purchased it for a different uh, purpose. It was a trip to uh, Colorado. And so, um, and I realized, you know, bang for the buck as far as what I've got versus something that I might have to invest into uh, right up front, the GoPro would work. And so that's what I'm doing. Uh, and it does work. It works out really well for what we're using it for. Obviously, uh, our grade of video is not great at all. Um, but as it is right now, we don't have a set. We don't have a studio. We are literally just filming in a... Um, dining room area that's not very frequently used for dining so um anyway the idea is that we're going to be purchasing a new property in uh probably around the mid 2020 area and one of the development plans is to actually set aside a dedicated recording uh space for both audio and video and uh, a lot of the design implementation will take into consideration uh both the audio and video aspects in regards to um 
acoustics as well as lighting. Uh, getting into the lighting, um, in the earlier videos, uh, we were only, what, 12 episodes in so far, but you'll note that in the early episodes, uh, there are the dining room overhead lights, and those uh, are just not great. They're uh, daylight bulbs, uh, because we converted the entire house to LED lighting when we uh, bought this property, but they're daylight bulbs, and they're very bright, and they work for exactly what we wanted them for to illuminate the home, but they uh, tend to do a lot of washing in regards to the... Um, <clears throat> the direction and the casting and everything. It just doesn't make sense to diffuse that light into something usable uh, because it, it's it's just not workable. So the idea would be to get uh, dedicated lighting, soft boxes, and so on and so forth so that we are able to uh, directionalize the light as far as where we want it coming from, how we want it to highlight the color temperature, and so on and so forth. Um, however, I want to say it was... Um, I don't know, it was a few weeks ago we invested into a, um, just a, a light ring, uh, for, like, close-up, uh, shots like this one. I still haven't had a chance to sort out, um, diffusion, color temperature, um, and, and the intensity of the light for, uh, in, in relation to the distance of the filming. So right now, this could look awful. I have no idea what this looks like. I attempted to preview it, but, um, that only goes but so far given the limitations of the hardware and what's there. So anyway, light ring, it allows us to directionalize the light, uh, forward facing onto the cast when we're in the, uh, dining room without having the overhead light, um, washing out from above. So it's better than nothing, but uh, it's it's not the appropriate uh, tool for what the intent was, but it will, um, the idea is that it will work for now. Anyway, uh, so that takes us away from the film characteristics. The idea, by the way, is that a new camera will be purchased at some point. The appropriate lighting uh, will be purchased probably not until the new place. The camera may come sooner than that. It might not really. Uh, we don't have any traction whatsoever for YouTube. Uh, all of our audience is actually coming from um, the audio component of the podcast, and I'm not even sure how that's being generated in the first place, but there's a there's a decent-sized handful of you. So um, therein we want to continue to produce content. But uh, audio first and uh, video next and lighting and, and the space. Um, in regards to the audio, though, um, going into this without knowing anything about what would be a good idea for the audio, I uh, did a little bit of research on my own. I talked to some people and looked into what the appropriate setups would look like. And uh, the general consensus is that... So let's actually start back. What I realized is that I was only able to... Uh, at one point, we were using a, a laptop and a... Um, a microphone and I we were I actually bef I think first episode very first episode we started with a blue Yeti and I knew that I wanted one of those anyway for if nothing else than my own personal rants and rambles that I do online um, those are just things that I've recorded in the past and it's come in handy to have a decent microphone I don't use it for any type of streaming or gaming or anything like that I just use a um, Steel Series Siberia V2 headset, and um, that that did everything that I needed. But as far as wanting better audio, uh, a handful of years ago, I bought the Blue Nessie microphone, and that was great for what I was using it for. Again, specifically for me, uh, just rambling to myself on on my what I thought was funny um, content. But um, 
there was the need. I was. I figured we're gonna need a, a wider soundstage uh, as far as uh, space. You know, the soundstage was gonna be wider, and so um, I needed something that allowed me to capture more of that. And I knew that the uh, the Yeti offered the ability to change the recording patterns and um, would allow me to record in um, omnidirectional or stereo, and so. Uh, that would serve the purpose. What I didn't take into account initially, I guess I, I, I realized, but I didn't um, feel like it was going to be such a big deal, was that there is all the ambient noise that takes place. Even in, in a quiet space, there's just ambient noise. And uh, it doesn't help too much that in our space in particular, we have, um, we have uh, 120 gallons worth of aquarium going on, two different aquariums. Um, and, uh, 165, there's 55 gallons and they have varying degrees of noise that they make. We tend to top them off, uh, before each episode, but, uh, you know, there, there's that, there's just the empty space of the environment that we're recording in that adds, um, you know, reverb to the, the environment. And so, uh, and then also we realized that, or I guess I realized when I was going back and looking at the audio, uh, in, in post that, um, we obviously have individuals within our group that speak louder than others, and so the that necessitate, uh, necessitated uh, the need to be able to um, control the volume or the gain, I guess, for each individual speaker. And so therein, um, with some research, with talking to other people, uh, the idea was to split away from one singular microphone and move on to multiple microphones. And we have four regular recurring individuals in our podcast but it occurs to me that occasionally we have extras. So there's myself and Stephanie, and then uh, Reed and Jess being the four, and then uh, Nano and Trina showed uh, interest in recording, although, again, they have a significant commute, and so the amount of time that's necessary for them to get from point A to point B, um, it just really isn't worth it for them to come out and do a recording you know, for 90 minutes or however long it takes us to put it together, and then either stay or drive home, or, you know, it, it's a lot of effort just for uh, less than two hours of their time and in, in regards to, um, what it's worth to us. So, uh, therein, uh, we got six microphones and we wanted the ability to be recording from at least, uh, six microphones. And, um, so they're in a mixer. I mean, you can't have six microphones plugged into USB ports and, um, being read because of the limitations of the way that that's handled. So, um, the idea was, Hey, we need a sound mixer. Um, so I, I looked into a lot of different options for that, and then um, there were uh, a handful of suggestions that I got from a, a wide variety of individuals that are out there. Um, Mackie was one that Nano promoted heavily because he used to run a radio program and, uh, at some point in his life. Um, I spoke to several individuals that are excuse me, in the music production, and they recommended a handful of different Yamaha products. And then, um, and then there were other people that said, hey, um, based on what you're trying to do, the fact that you're not doing music production, the fact that uh, you're looking at this from a economical standpoint, um, maybe look into Behringer. So I, I took a look at the Behringer products and um, bang for the buck, uh, they've got quite a bit to it. Um, people have their reservations in regards to uh, the quality of the hardware that you're getting and um, you know a, a lot of the acoustic uh, finer points that I personally um, don't have the ear for especially with what we're doing we're 
were a handful of people, oftentimes inebriated, uh, speaking into uh, microphones to just convey conversation. It's just a bit of banter. And so um, I didn't see it needing to be this high quality sort of thing. But uh, but I did need it to serve a purpose, and I didn't want uh, just garbage. And so um, to an untrained ear, the, we went with the Behringer products. It was, it was excellent for the bang for the buck. And so uh, I specifically went with the Behringer, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, Xenix or Xenix. Uh, 1222 USB. Uh, that's something that I did know. I wanted it to be able to connect to a computer interface via USB and, um, you know, convey that audio into something that uh, the software platform would be able to interpret. And uh, it's something that I'm going to experiment with in regards to the software platform um, as uh, there's Audacity, which I've used for years and years for any number of things, just a bunch of things. I've been using that for well over a decade. Then we've got uh, somebody, or or somewhere along my line of research, I came across Reaper. That's something that I'm going to take a look at uh, sooner than later. Um, I don't know that I've exhausted uh, the capabilities of Audacity yet, so I guess I'd be looking at Reaper more for just kind of get an idea of uh, what the alternatives are, what they look like. But um, so yeah, we went with the the Behringer 1222 uh, USB that allows us to have uh, six microphones. And so six preamps. We're using um, dynamic uh, microphones, also Behringer. We're using the XM1800S. Uh, we found that we could get a box of three of them for less than 40 bucks. Um, I should probably post the links to a lot of this stuff. I, I don't know if it's going to be useful for anybody. Um, and the likelihood of somebody stumbling across this and saying, oh, hey, look, this is great. You know, I'm going to use this advice. Probably not. Now, um, we're not in any kind of way where uh, someone's looking at us for the end-all, be-all for information. But anyway, um, the Behringer 1222 USB, uh, six Behringer 1800S um, dynamic microphones, and uh, that does the job. We found a couple of different uh, options in regards to microphone stands. Um, it was actually pretty funny because the microphone stands arrived much later than the rest of the components that were ordered at the same time. And um, that was that was neat. Uh, Reed came through. He has a, um, what is it? It's the something forge. Uh, it, it's a, a laser cutter printer. And um, that allows him to be able to cut a, a handful of different and laser etch a handful of different mediums but uh he made us he printed out us or cut out however whatever the vernacular is for that some microphone stands and they did the job for day one it was actually uh really good it worked out really well we were able to just send him the diameter of the microphones at where we wanted them to rest and he printed them out and they worked out really good i still have them just in case uh because i think i only picked up four microphone stands so and then I had another boom arm for the Yeti but um, anyway so yeah we uh, used uh, cut out MDF ones uh, for the first time that we used those microphones and um, a handful of Amazon's choice uh, XLR cables and that was something that was neat to find is that um, we went from USB uh, to the mixer, which is still outputting uh, to the computer via USB, but all the microphones being XLR microphones, um, both ends, and uh, it works out really well. And then because the mixer that we got is capable of way more than just what we're utilizing it for, we're never even going to scratch the surface of the capabilities of that, I think. But um, I was able to 
uh, also connect out for um, a handful of other auxiliary devices in the event that I want to be able to uh, play music uh, for, you know, integration into the recording that we're working on or phone calls, whatever the case may be. So that's, it's really neat that that's covered there as well. And um, we have the ability to monitor each line which is great. We went with a, uh, there's a lot of Behringer going on. We went with the Behringer, oh man, I don't remember what the model number is, 4,000 something. And that is a four port um, quarter inch um, headphone uh, amplifier. So we're able to output from the mixer uh, into uh, the monitor line from the mixer out to the headphone amplifier and then the headphone amplifier um, out so that at least four individuals are able to uh, listen to their line live um, or everyone live for that matter but um, we also have splitters because I don't know I didn't look too hard but I didn't know if there was a headphone amplifier for six lines but um, we have splitters and so a couple of people can share and um, we're all roughly the same in regards to our hearing I think um, so there wouldn't be an issue too much with uh, two people splitting for one line of amplification, setting the volume where they need it. So anyway, that's uh, where we're at. I think um, I'm going to probably pick up a few sets of um, headphones, uh, probably somewhere in the $20, $30 range, uh, just for monitoring, uh, ideally something uh, with longer uh, cables, if they terminate to a quarter-inch um, jack, that would be or plug. Uh, that would be great. Right now, I'm using uh, 3.5 millimeter to quarter-inch um, adapters, and so yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. It's kind of just this hodgepodge mixed equipment, but half the the spectrum, more than half the spectrum, is Behringer, Behringer mixer, Behringer uh, headphone amplifier, Behringer microphones. Um, and yeah, so we, uh, back to the microphone stands, I guess, sorry for the ramble, but, um, we're using just, uh, some, uh, gooseneck, uh, table microphone stands. Uh, I think in the new space, we'll probably move to, um, boom arms. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like. Uh, we do have one adjustable arm, but it, it was for the Yeti. Uh, it's not really in a place so much that somebody would use it right now, but uh, we use it in one-off emergencies uh, where we just need another stand. We save the MDF ones from Reed, I guess, as a, a real emergency. But anyway, so yeah, we uh, moved to the mixer. We moved to the head family amplifier for uh, the ability to monitor. We've got, everyone has their own microphone now. Um, actually, just the other day, I snagged uh, a couple of different stands. I've got a uh, mixer rack on wheels. Uh, one of the problems that we ran across a couple of weeks ago was, um, and this caused a really big issue. It so much. It it, it was an issue last night also, um, where or the night before last, where uh, every day because it's in a dining space, uh, every day that we do the recording, we'd have to set up and then break down. And in breakdown, uh, nothing's labeled, and so we would run into the problem where uh, we'd have to set up and do sound check and then do recording tests and everything. And it was just uh, exhausting is a good word for it, especially if there was just a random problem. And we, it took, I don't know, Friday night, two nights ago, um, we, it took us uh, hours, like hours, like literally two hours to try to hunt down an issue. And it was just that 
the uh, DAW or the, the laptop that we were using was uh, I plugged it into a dock and the dock for some reason caused a volume cut uh, but in a way that was not easy to track down it took two hours to track down why it was happening and still couldn't find a solution for it so I guess we're nixing the dock but anyway we got a stand where we can uh, essentially ideally set everything up and set it and forget it everything will be labeled you know uh, I will be using a mic number that will be my mic number somebody else will be using their mic number that will be their mic number so we'll be able to set the um, the levels the gain exactly where we figured out that it should be and not have to change it again ideally and that should save us a ton on time um, a ton on on setup and making sure that everything is as we need it and expect it to be uh, every time that we I mean with minimal hassle ideally I think um, we've documented some of our setup so that we know what the settings are um, you know that it'll require very little in the way of reconfiguration hopefully here's hoping um, we still have another I don't want to call it a problem but point of consideration is that as mentioned we kick the camera we have um, the ability to do uh, remote and uh, I build out a phone system on the backbone of um, a PBX provider it's a like a VOIP system um, called 3CX and essentially we have a meeting room where we all get together and the people that are there local they use the local equipment the people that are remote are using whatever it is that they're using to uh, record and um, it allows us to just record the session and then we have a captured remote session hooray but um, the the thing that we ran into is in regards to trouble is that is that how do we handle video where some people are here and some people are there and I still haven't 100% solved that. I have a theory on how I would like to try to do that, and that is that we could uh, probably record through, and I don't know, some streaming platform. There's OBS. Uh, I imagine that what we can do is we can take the video input, uh, have everyone use their video line through the 3CX platform, and then record as a single pane through OBS. Alternatively, we could display the output, and this is probably what the first test is going to be, is display the output on a um, TV or a monitor that is within frame of the on-site recording source and um, and simply record what shows on screen, and that way the audio and the video will synchronize up. The problem is I don't know how we would uh, input the audio. The audio on local side would go into the video, but the audio on the remote side is only audible through the monitor, and so I would need a sound in capability uh, for the camera and because the camera is a GoPro to the best of my knowledge doesn't support that so it kind of brings us all the way back to how do we handle that and I think the solution might be to simply set up the camera set up the lighting so that it's appropriate and then run a um, video out from the camera which this camera supports into a video capture card uh, to the computer, the computer record um, the OBS session. Uh, OBS will pick up the capture card as well as uh, in a pane, and then um, the video session from all other connected parties through the CCX, 3CX uh, pane platform. And so um, that should work, 
but and, and I think that's probably going to be the easiest one to accomplish. But uh, it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of cooperation from the other parties. Um, we know Reed has a camera uh, that's not great, but it works. Um, I sent him home with the blue Nessie, so it does exactly what he needs it to do for audio again, conversation. Um, and that works for when Reed's remote. Uh, I really, really encourage on-site recording because it's just a, a tremendous amount of nightmare less uh, by by just having to do it here on site. But um, Nano and Trina picked up um, a blue Yeti, and so that is, uh, once it's dialed in, um, is great for them, especially since they both don't use headphones. They use uh, speakers, so setting it up so that it rejects the background noise uh, and the ambient noise that happens around them um, and only picks up their voices, uh, that, that should be great. Um, they've been, there's been a, a little bit of a headache in regards to getting them set up with some video. Uh, I have a camera that I've been trying to get to them for a month now and that just hasn't worked out. Um, so they'll, they'll have video capabilities sooner or later. Um, that's kind of where we're at is that, uh, audio is for the most parts, parts sorted out. Uh, lighting is in this kind of limbo spot aware of I don't want to invest into the appropriate lighting until the space is set up properly uh, or there is a proper place to do setup and uh, you know uh, video is probably going to be in the same boat is that I don't really want to get into video until uh, things are, are hammered down and in, in, in such a way that uh, it makes sense uh, audio we're doing pretty well I think what I'm, I'm really really excited about I guess as far as the new property is that uh, we'll have a room dedicated to this. We set it up, we never have to move it, we never have to break it down because it's not in the way of anything. It's it's in its own dedicated space. So um, that's about a half an hour, 25 minutes of my rambling about that. Um, due to some copyright-free uh, music, we picked up an intro song. It is long, uh, I know. Uh, it's about uh, 20 seconds or so of me talking and uh, 30 seconds of lead-in music. And that is to give time for changeover and finding a good spot to jump into it. Uh, so the thought now is that our intro is going to be a some kind of article that we found that is just ridiculous over the top or, or maybe just interesting that um, is something that read, uh, then it jumps into intro overlay music and then transitions directly into the episode. Um, what we're going to try to do next week, just as a spoiler alert, is uh, The Supernatural. It will be our third attempt to do that. Uh, if it doesn't work out that way, then um, it'll just be a bring-your-own-topic. They tend to do really well anyway. So that is about it. I hope everybody has a fantastic uh, upcoming week or whenever you're hearing this. Have just uh, a wonderful day, and we will talk to you next time.